Hey, if you're like me, my life is busy and the time always seems short. I get distracted and many times at the end of the day, I wish I had kept what was most important on my mind. And that's why I wrote this 365-day devotional called Daily Hope for Families to keep what is important at the top of your priority list. Look, this book took over four years to write and four years of effort to find the right scriptures with the applicable devotions to match. I've never worked so hard on writing a book, and I know that you'll want one. So where can someone go to get this daily devotional? Let me tell you, go to www.dailyhopeforfamilies.com. That's dailyhopeforfamilies.com. Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of teens from Heartlight. Heartlight is a residential counseling center started by Mark and his wife, Jan, that creates an arena of change for both teens and parents. Let's hear from a couple of Heartlight's teens today. Okay, May, thank you so much for coming in to to sit down and talk. You are 14 years old from Fort Worth. Yes, sir. How do you end up at Heartlight? Um, I mean, I grew up um, with amazing parents. Um, they're my best friends. Um, my dad worked really hard um, to get me where I am today. Wow. And um, it also happened that with those sacrifices, he wasn't around much. And I think that just made me feel not as close to my father because he wasn't around as much. Mm. Um, I've got an older sister and a little brother um, and me and my sister, we're fighting a lot. She's the best, honestly. And my little brother is um, five years younger than me. So, mm. yeah, he always wanted to play, and I was growing up pretty fast. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think public school um, was not the best thing. Public middle school is hard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I started losing friends. I got in verbal fights, physical fights. Um, It just wasn't a good fit for me. So I begged and begged my parents to move me to my sister's school because I had more friends there. Um, And I didn't end up going because um, Corona happened. And at that point I was in a really bad time in my life. I think just moving schools was really overwhelming and I just wasn't getting along with my parents. I started getting depressed. Um, I think mainly because of like, I am a middle child, so I do spend a lot of time alone Hmm. and it wasn't the best. Um, And I missed my mom and my dad a lot. Um, And I didn't spend much time with my siblings, which I so should have. And... So basically, I started seeking self-worth in other people. Um, Mm. I ended up basically at my new school, 
sending boys nudes, um, mm. just really wrecking my life. And mm. I thought that maybe I could get some attention from someone um, because at that point I basically had no friends who I thought would understand. Um, and I, I had the best support system around me, but yeah. I was just failing to see it. Um, and so I basically wrecked my whole reputation to that school before I even got there. Um, and so my dad really wanted to have a relationship with me. Um, so he took me to New York with a promise that he wouldn't work the whole time. And there ended up being a work emergency and mm. there was Corona. So everything shut down. He was having to figure that out. And at that point I saw that as like, no, my father doesn't want me anymore. Like he doesn't care yeah, about me. Yeah. And that was just basically my last straw. I tried to run away. I called my mom saying that she needed to divorce him. He's super angry when really I think I was just more mad at myself because I couldn't love my father the way he loved me. Wow. Um, yeah, and I got super depressed. February started self-harming. Um, it was kind of like a last cry for help mm. and nobody noticed. So mm. that really sucked. Um, tried to commit suicide three times in February through March which my parents don't actually know about, but I really, I want them to know about all the things I've been going through so they can better help me in my life going they forward. They don't know that now? I mean, they do know I was self-harming. They do know I was yeah. so depressed. I was suicidal. Yeah. I just don't think they would know that I would take it that far. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I was done with it. Wow. You're, you're 14. Yes, sir. And you're done with it. Yeah. It seems like you've uh, not rehearsed that story, but you've you know that story. That mean because it, you've you've gone over and over and over in your head. I've had to pay a lot of prices for that story. Yeah. Okay, so where do you think that where that starts? I mean, um, I mean, you were in public school, getting into fights. Mm -hmm. So then you're going to another school. I mean. And so you're sending pics to the people at the new school. Mm -hmm. So you're, you've jumped out of one school, ruining the other one. Yeah. Now you're getting deeper in this hole of, uh, you know. Yeah. And Just the whole spiral of events. And, and, and it was, there's no way out of this thing? Yeah. I was just, I was done with it. I mean, I was losing friends. Um, I was basically shutting out the friends who have been with me my whole life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, talking about that now, that person was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so 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 I could tell it's a little bit hard for you to to talk about that. It's almost yeah. like you're holding back tears or holding back just it's just hard for it to come out and and to say that. Why is it so hard? I mean, I just think all the suppressed emotions of just guilt and shame and anger just because I'm not that girl anymore. Yeah. And it does sometimes bring up shame of who that girl was and the decisions she made. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't trade anything. I've learned so many things from wow. that. Wow. I mean, I've had so many different experiences. Like, I've been through hell and back. Yeah. Yeah. At 14. Yeah. Well, 
hopefully no more times. Yeah. Okay. So so you come to Heartlight. Was it a shock? Um, I knew I didn't know where I was going at the previous program until like the day before I was leaving, mm. and I didn't get much information about it. Um, so I was I was pretty nervous. Yeah. Wow. So when you got here, how long did it take to make that transition um, um, into a new place that where you didn't have to poop in a hole and <laughs> you know pee on the side of the road and sleep on the ground and eat yeah. beans and rice the whole time? I I think when I first got here, I was still super scared. Mm. Um, I wasn't used to this new environment at all. I mean, that three months rocked my whole world and yeah yeah it was so weird having all these things now like a bed i had three meals a day i had staff who actually cared about me there were girls there who going through the same thing i was and i think it just took me a while to realize that like these people do want to help me they're not trying to hurt me they're trying to get me home so what do you see as the biggest change that's happened in you um I'm definitely not as depressed anymore. Yeah. Um, it's great not to be as depressed <laughs> anymore. I actually be happy to wake up in the morning. Um, and like a newfound love for like my parents, especially my dad. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Where do you think you'd be if you wouldn't have come here? Probably dead. Yeah. Mm. It would have sucked. Yeah. I like, I know what that feeling is now. I had a friend commit suicide and... It was really hard, and I was like, wow, that's what would have happened, like, to everyone around me, whether they, like, closely knew me or not. Everybody would have to remember me as I was, not who I am. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing your story. It's quite a story. And my prayer is you continue to get through this and and kind of have that new opportunity again as you go back home. Uh, hopefully to new friends and, and to a whole bunch of friends. I know you've learned yeah. a lot about relationships here. Definitely. And uh, it seems like you have a lot of good friends here. Yeah. I know people love you to death here. I mean, I, I know that for sure. Thank so, you. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. You bet. Yeah. I'm Mark Gregston, and I hope you'll join me and my good friend Kirk Cameron for a simulcast that will be held February 18th, 2023. The title of the simulcast is Engage, Equipping and Empowering Parents to Raise Teens in a Contrary Culture. Look, we all know that it's tough raising adolescents in a culture that's so different than the way that you and I were raised. So we'll be talking about learning to understand the effects this culture is having on your teen. We'll talk about maintaining a relationship when everything is working against you. We'll talk about answering the greatest challenges that are facing parents. We'll talk about developing structure and rules in a relational atmosphere and finding hope when you feel hopeless. I tell you this, this five, six hour parenting seminar can change the trajectory of your family. It may be the very thing that'll change its destiny. 
And I can guarantee you this, you'll walk away with more tools and better tools in your parenting toolbox to be able to engage with your child in such a way that you've been longing for for years. I hope you'll join us February 18th, 2023. And you can find out more about Engage at Engage23.com. That's Engage23.com. Jacob, this is the first time that you and I have talked. Um, how long have you been here at Heartline? So I've been here for about a little over three weeks. Three weeks, brand, three weeks, new. brand new. I haven't been here. I, I, Even amidst all this distancing and everything else, I travel and am kind of out of pocket and stuff. But but tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I grew up in Carmel, Indiana most Whoa. of my life. So um, I was an athlete. That's it was just me and my mom. Was an athlete? I was an athlete. You're not an athlete anymore? No. You don't think you ever will I'm be not, again? I don't I don't think so. What kind of sports? Uh basketball and football were the main sports. Oh, wow. But wow. I played a lot of sports. So. Oh cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, um yeah, me and my mom most of my life. Um, Where's dad? Dad is it's a little complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, my parents got a divorce when I was three. Yeah. Uh, he went to Montreal. That's where he's from. And uh, I see him about once every year, once every two years. Um, Is that good? I guess I haven't really known any better. Mm. You know, that's, um, as I've gotten older and seen, uh, other kids' parents and other kids' relationship with their fathers. That's something I wanted, you know. I had, My stepdad was around since about the age of five. Yeah, so he was somebody that I could go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I wish my dad was more involved. Yeah, for so sure. So is that always kind of a, an aching thing in the, in the distance that you always think about? Um, yeah. Well... Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you have a stepdad and mm-hmm. and your mom and and what was going on that that led to having to come to Heartlight? Yeah. So before Heartlight, I got sent to Wilderness for about three months, three and a half months. Wow. And that's where you're out pooping in a hole and not taking a bath. And... Oh, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Makes Heartlight yeah. look pretty good, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Where were you? Uh, in the middle of the Utah desert. Wow. So that's where I was. But to answer your question of what I was doing to kind of lead up to that, um, I was, I guess the best way to kind of put it is, just, was I was just lost looking for answers. Wow. But in um, doing drugs, you know, sneaking out about every weekend causing a lot of trouble um and just being really disrespectful to my to my parents yeah and um so when yeah. when your parents sent you to wilderness was it a surprise no <laughs> not not i mean it it 
it shocked me for yeah, sure. Shocking, but not a surprise. But I wouldn't say surprised. I knew I wouldn't. I wasn't surprised that something like that happened. Yeah. You know, waking up at two o'clock with uh, two strangers in your room telling you, "Hey, pack your bag. You're going in the middle We're of going Utah. someplace. We're going to the middle of Utah." Wow. And is, but do you think that was good for you? When you look back at the the time that you spent there, think that was good for you? Um. It was tough. It was very hard there, but looking back on it, I would say that it was very good for me, and wow. it was a very great experience. Looking back, but in the moment, no, oh no, of course not. I hated every second of it. Wow, Poop, wow. pooping in a bucket. There's no showers out there. Obviously. Wow, you know, so wow. Um, I definitely didn't realize how much I took for granted. Yeah, yeah. So and, you come to Heartlight. Oh. Uh, your eye was swelled shut. I, I, do, yeah. I did see a picture of that. What was that from? You scratched <laughs> so, your eye or something? My last couple days in wilderness, I apparent, the doctor told me I got a bug bite. Or it was wow. a bite by a spider. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. remember it. Yeah. It's probably when I was sleeping. And um, my, my face got really swollen. And yeah. my eye got swollen shut for about three days. And... Yeah, we were in the emergency room before I came here, me and my mom, for three days straight. She was freaking out. Wow. You know, so wow. picking up your child from wilderness and half your face is swollen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. She was concerned. She definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so what was going on that caused all the stuff where, you know, doing all the stupid stuff you were doing? What what was the What was fueling that, you think? I think I was just trying to find where I belong. Just trying to belong, I think, was the biggest thing. Um, kind of being out in wilderness, you know, it wasn't like, hey, this is why drugs are bad, but it was like, why were you doing those things? And I was able to answer, like, finally see why I was doing those things and come to, like, the root issues. Um, I was really depressed, you yeah. know, and... I tried to hide it the best I could, but um, that, that's just the fact is I was, I felt very alone. So I would say kind of what the boiling point was, um, I would say just my junior year, I quit football. Um, I wasn't planning to play basketball. Um, I wasn't taking school seriously. You know, my grades were at an all-time low this year. And... Um, so what do you think was fueling Feeling. that? What was what was causing that kind of I mean if you're depressed and you feel lonely and, and sure. apart and you're quitting all this what what was going on inside of you that kind of caused I, you to stop? I was just I was looking for answers. I think it was the best with me. I I just was like why am I here? You know, what What's my purpose on this earth? You know, mm. it's it's like I don't think my purpose is necessarily to to play football. And I I fractured my back my sophomore year playing football was wow. yeah, wow. Um, playing football. It was just it was really hard for a little while, and it was I was always in pain, and it was like I just don't want to keep doing this to my body. Wow. And um, I miss like teammates. I miss like I miss a lot of it, but yeah, I'm. I'm still happy I made the decision. And yeah. um, looking back, I would have done the same thing again. So. Wow. Okay, so you've been at Heartlight for three weeks. Mm -hmm. What have you learned in three weeks? 
Besides, don't lay down on the ground and let a spider bite your eye. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What have I learned? Uh, I'm still kind of just getting adjusted, I would say. Uh, I'm I'm learning, um, I mean, the rules, sure, but I'm learning that the staff care here and everybody here is just here to help you. Yeah. And you have, I feel like I have an amazing support system around me to help me and help me grow in any way, shape, or form. Well, I'm very happy about that. If you could, you know, if you were talking to a group of parents and those parents said, um, hey, if we had a kid just like you, what could we do to better him? What would you say to those parents? Uh, I would probably say just love him. You know, um, my mom did that. And I was still very disrespectful to her. Um, I think what I would say to parents is let natural consequences happen. Think they were shielding you from that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I know my parents were, and my mom was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the love of a a mom. I mean, and I understand that's kind of normal. Yeah. Where do you think you'd be if you wouldn't have come here? Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know how to answer that because um, I wouldn't say Heartlight has made like a huge impact so far. But um, to answer your question, I think I would be doing the same things I was doing. Yeah. Again. Along the same path of stuff. Yeah. Well, okay, if there's one thing you can change about yourself... Right now, snap of a finger, and it would change. What would that be? 6'4". I'd love to be 6'4". <laughs> snap of my fingers. <laughs> I would love that. Be 6'4". 6'4". Okay. What else internally okay, about internally. you? I get, no, I, I get it. No, that's great. Um, internally. Uh, I think something I'm working on, and I wish like with a snap of a finger I could understand this, but just understanding that I am good enough. You know, that I am okay the way I am, you know. Th- Where do you think that comes from? I think I've always wanted, I've, I was never, I was never satisfied, ever. And uh, always wanted to be better. And uh, finally realizing that I am good enough, you know, I'm okay the way I am. Yeah. Obviously, I want to get better. But know? where did that come from? I mean, the, that drive... <sighs> Always realizing that. Did did that start early on in life? Um, I felt like I had big shoes to fill in my life, especially coming from a place like Indiana. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I never felt good enough, but I think it was something that I kind of did to myself. Mm. I don't think it came from anybody. Um, I think I was just never satisfied, and I don't know where that comes from. Well, well. Um, I think that'd be important to figure out. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's that's why people are here. But For I sure. go to me that 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 would be something that would jump out at me. I mean, that's our first time to sit down and talk, and oh, it yeah. makes me want to sit down more and dig in your brain a little bit but I mean there's a part of it that I go 
finding out why you weren't satisfied. Does that t- attach back to your dad? Is it because you're a Hoosier? Is it because, you know, that the, the, uh, of, of, of a stepdad? Is it because the love yeah. of a mom that wants great things for you? I mean, it could be a number of things. Sure. But if you go through life always feeling like you're not satisfied, then you're never going to be able to rest. You know, yeah. you'll never be able to take a break. And then you'll look for things to give you that break um, in the midst of it. So that's gonna that's gonna be my assignment to you to cool. to one of the things and I'll be asking you about cool. that stuff. But thanks for coming in and, yeah. and sharing your story. I appreciate yeah, it. Look forward to getting to know you and great. spending more time with you. Appreciate that. That'd thank cool. you, Mr. Gregs. Yeah. You bet. And you don't need to call me Mr. Gregs, Dad. You can call me Mark. Cool. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Good. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.